time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Welcome back in on a special edition Friday. (laughs) It's not a FedEx Friday around here. We're not mailing it in. It's time to get after it today. Got to get you set for a big weekend of football. Man, the Nate Brown Show, we're live. Thanks for being a part of the program. We'll have some fun here tonight. Fox Sports Rapid City getting going today. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Thanks for listening on the radio side. Bring the show up right now on YouTube. You can watch us, The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate it. YouTube, you've got the live show and the archive show right there. Welcome in, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Also on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, follow the show. All the guests are listed there, and you can watch us live in studio at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show at Nate Brown Show. Welcome in on a Friday. It's ready to go today. A lot of football today. A lot of football guests. I love it. Across the board, college, high school, uh, we got you covered. Some big news here. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by the rehab doctors, the non-operative experts in the Black Hills. What does that mean? They treat injuries without surgery. Okay, so if you have back pain, neck pain, leg pain, They'll treat your injury without surgery, okay? The board-certified specialist for pain relief without the surgery option. See the rehab doctors here in Rapid City since 1997. Take your first step to feeling better. TheRehabDoctors.com. Visit there. All right. On a Friday here, I I said a lot of football. We're going to have some fun today. John Bryce is in. He's covering Notre Dame, Ohio State tomorrow. We've got him, National College Football Writer, footballscoop.com. John Bryce on the way. We're going to go out to Iowa, South Dakota State, Iowa tomorrow. I'm telling you, this is interesting. Everybody's telling me that, hey, that, that spread is like 20 points. Started at 15 point favorite for Iowa. Then it's up to 20, 20 and a half. It, it's, it's one of those traps for me. Like, I'm going to go and bet on some games in Deadwood tomorrow. And, and this is one of those traps. Like, well, South Dakota State, we're emotional with them. We've seen them play against some really good teams in the FBS. They usually compete. They have a great offense. I mean, that whole thing, 20 and a half points. I get it. It feels like a lot for a Hawkeyes team. But this is a good Big Ten team. This is a good Big Ten program. I don't know which way I'm leaning on that. It feels like a trap to say, oh, South Dakota State's going to keep that really close. I don't know about that. This isn't um, Colorado State, okay? I mean, I I would argue maybe it's not even Minnesota a few years ago. I would argue. Uh, This is Iowa. So we're going to talk to Matt Zimmer coming up, covering the Jackrabbits and Hawkeyes. Argus leader, Sioux Falls, Matt Zimmer with a preview. High school football tonight. Our game of the week is Stevens at Douglas. We're going to wrap up this show a little bit early. Send you out to Patriot Stadium. Can the Raiders go 2-0? and They hadn't been 1-0. Did I hear that right? In, in 11 years? 11, 12 years? They started the season 1-0. Rapid City Stevens football. Now they can go 2-0. So it's been been at least 12 years since they've been 2-0 in a season. They've got Douglas tonight. We'll talk to Jason Andera about our game right there and what he thinks of Stevens. What's the East River perspective here? I'm already hearing some excuses out East River why the Raiders beat Washington. Imagine that. Um, Jason Andera coming up, Midco Sports from Sioux Falls. 
and we will go over to Wyoming today. Cody Tucker covers the Wyoming Cowboys. Can they bounce back? That was a tough outing at, at Illinois in week zero. They host Tulsa at War Memorial Stadium. Our live broadcast kickoff tomorrow, 1.30 from Laramie, live on Fox Sports Rapid City in a preview of the Pokes in Tulsa. Can Wyoming get offense going? Can they get any offense going? That's the question I have for Cody Tucker, 7220sports.com, live from Laramie. All right, that's the Friday lineup. Let's get after it. 720-1067 is our number. Join the show if you want in. 720-1067. And the Barron's-Wilson text line ready to roll as well. Text the show directly. Your take, comments, questions, 720-1067 on the Barron's-Wilson text line. Okay, the biggest news of the day by far, something we heard here a couple of days ago, they said the um, college football presidents, the college presidents would be getting together today to decide, should we really expand the college football playoff? So when you think about the um, evolution of college football postseason, let's, let's just think about this. We started with uh, just these bowl games and the Rose Bowl, and, and, and then we had the BCS era, you know, the BCS era, the computer era, that was where the BCS formula, and we had formulas to decide who should be, oh, national champions, even though they didn't play each other head-to-head because this one would be in this bowl game and that one would be in that bowl game. And the BCS era with the computer as well, we, we had shared national championships and, and all sorts of stuff there. Then we've gone into this situation where we have a selection committee. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's 2022. The current way we do this for college football, the selection committee, is the right way. The selection committee of made up of folks, ADs, administrators, these folks around college football, that is the right way to choose who gets into the college football playoff. This is the right way. They, they, it's like the NCAA tournament selection. People can argue about this team or that team, but ultimately... I like humans being involved, analyzing analyzing the teams and the games and putting the college football playoff together. Well, here's what the presidents have decided. Not only did they meet today, if you missed it, they met today. They are ready to roll. The college football playoff is going to go to 12 teams. As a matter of fact, they may not be able to get this done in place until 2026. However, a lot of people in that room say, Let's try and get this baby going. I mean, we want to get this thing cranked into 12 teams by 2024. That would be not this season postseason, but the next one. I don't know if they'll be able to get it done. TV contracts and the bowls and the the whole thing. You know how much red tape there is in college sports at times with committees and money and sponsors and TV deals. So I don't know if they're going to get it done for next year, but they're going to try. And here's where this is going to get interesting now. So the college football playoff is going to go from four teams, which I think has been okay. I know everybody argues it's Alabama, it's Georgia, and then there's a couple other teams that kind of make it. It was Clemson early on. And then there's maybe Notre Dame every now and then. They get in there too. It's the same customers. That's what's been... I guess not as intriguing, the sense, of anti- the sense of urgency and the anticipation, the unexpected, it really hasn't been happening in the college football playoff era. 
And so the question is, will this change that situation? I ask you, I ask you this question. I got a couple of questions for you, uh, the audience. The four teams have been a lot of the same four teams. Now, if you go to 12 teams, will this make it more intriguing, more interesting, better football games, more bowl games that actually matter? And it looks like that's how they're going to play this whole thing is you're going to get some games that matter here when it comes down to it. And you're going to get to 12 teams in a playoff that uh, essentially what might happen, though? What might happen, essentially? Are we going to end up with the same teams left? That's always, the, that's always the argument I've heard over this. Why don't we just keep it at four? Because you're going to end up with the same four teams left anyway. <laughs> the, the Ohio States and the Alabamas aren't going anywhere. They'll get through the 12-team playoff, no problem. So you're going to end up with the same. Here's my argument to that. I haven't been a, a hater of the four teams, but it has been the same teams, and you only get two matchups, and they put it on New Year's Eve. I mean, it's been a mess. Let's just be honest. I love college football. The regular season is off the charts. The postseason has been better than the BCS era, in my opinion. But the four teams and the playoff and the, the New Year's Eve, I mean, the whole thing just is a little wonky. The whole thing, the whole scenario is just not the best way to finish off the best regular season in sports. I think the best regular season, just run through it. I mean, it's up there with the NFL. I know NFL's king, okay? But you think about regular season games, must-see TV, like Notre Dame, Ohio State tomorrow, I'm in on that. I mean, that's going to determine a lot of things the rest of the way. So you're in on it. It's a regular season game, Labor Day weekend, and we're locked in on it. Then it goes to this 14 playoff, and we go, oh, wow, Alabama's playing Notre Dame again. Fun. Um, Ohio State's going to play Clemson. Wow, we haven't seen that before. And so the 12 teams, my argument is, will be more interesting. Will we end up with the same story at the end? We might. But what I want to see is more teams in the mix. Not going to the wild 64 like basketball. This isn't March Madness, but it can be increased from four. It should be. I was holding on to this saying we probably should just go with eight. We probably, I, I was just thinking it's like if you're going to do the six conference champions, if you're going to do the six conference champions, okay, go with them and then two at larges. Give me a group of five at large. Give me at least one group of five at large. That's why I wanted to go from four to eight. Just double it. You don't have to go too crazy and expand it to 12 because here's my worry today. As we go to 12, I, I don't have too many worries but because I think this is better than four. So we always have to, you know, you don't have to be outraged about everything. I would like to see eight, I think, would have been my perfect number. But 12's better than four, and here's what I'm worried about. One slight worry. Big Ten's going to get more teams in now. SEC's just going to get more teams in now. So you're going to potentially do what? Devalue the Big Ten regular season games like that Penn State-Purdue game last night. I'm not telling you Penn State-Purdue are going to be in the playoff, but that could have derailed Penn State the rest of the way. 
I mean, Purdue was right, right there, ready to go, and Penn State came from behind at the end last night and won that thing. But it devalues. Let's just stay in the Big Ten of the SEC. A loss here or there in the SEC for teams really won't hammer them because I'm telling you this, they are going to allow more of the Big Ten teams in and the SEC teams in, I believe. They control the purse strings. They bring all the juice. They have all the money. And it doesn't feel like going to 12 is going to do what? Get more group of five teams in. That's why I wanted to, I, I wanted a spot in this to say, hey, if you're going to expand the playoff, at least save a spot for a mid-tier program. I want to see UCF back in the day. I want to see Boise State when they beat Oklahoma way back in the day, right? So I, I want to see mid-tier at least get a shot. Cincinnati, they, they've, they, they've been on the doorstep. They've been right in that mix. And so, okay, Cincinnati, they can't play with the big boys. But I want to see the best mid-tier team out there at least get a shot, and I'm not sure this is going to do that. So let's uh, let's tell you how they're going to do it. College football playoff expands to 12, and um, here's how they're going to do it. They're uh, Magically, oh, imagine that. Here it is. They're going to do the six conference champions. So that means the Pac-12, as it is now anyway, they're in. Whoever wins the Pac-12, they're in. Whoever wins the Big 12, they're in. Okay? So they're going to do the six conference champions, end of story. So there's half your field right there. How are they going to do the rest of the six? Do they have a group of five slot? Should they have a group of five, uh, five slot? More times than not, year after year in college football, there's usually a pretty darn good group of five team. I think they deserve to be in a 12-team mix. Do we want the mid-upper uh, tier of the Big Ten and throw in one or two more of those teams, one or two more SEC teams? Well, what you're going to get is this. Six conference champions are in. There's half. The rest of the six will be the highest-ranked teams in the committee rankings. Okay? So when you, when you get these college football playoff rankings that come out, you know, and they rank all the teams – so now instead of just the uh, top four, we're going to be looking at, it's going to be broken up this way on your screens. It's going to be, here's, the, here's whoever wins these conferences, they're in, and then it's going to be six new teams that are the highest ranked in that mix. After the conference champions, it's going to be the highest ranked six teams on down the list. That could end up getting a group of five team in. It It, it could. Let me look. I did a little uh, uh, investigation here. How many group of five teams would have gotten in based on the last five seasons and the new college football playoff uh, format? So the college football playoff goes to 12 teams. How many group of five teams would have been in the college football playoff over the last five years if we had this situation right now? How many? What, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of teams. That's 12 teams every year, the last five years. 12 teams, the last five years. Who do you think out of the group of five would have made it? I've got it. It was UCF. <laughs> okay, we remember US, UCF with Scott Frost. They were good. UCF. And um, here's another one for you. Here's another one for you. Cincinnati. 
Okay, Cincinnati. And uh, guess who else? That's it. So, so the group of five situation, they've been left out of this thing for a while. They've been left out of the college football playoff, whether it's four or even if we were to expand to 12. They've been left out of this deal. UCF and Cincinnati were the only teams that would have made it if there was 12 teams the last five years. I don't think this is going to open the door for more group of fives. I think it'll open the door for more Big Ten, more SEC. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Really? I could have told you that two years ago. What do you got? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? Oh, it's all Big Ten and SEC. That's why they're doing that. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's for the dollars. Are you kidding for, me? Hey. Five years ago, UCF and Cincinnati would have never even sniffed it. They would have had six Big Ten and six SEC. Well, that's what you say. By, by, the, by the rankings, they would have been in. By the rankings. They're going to take the okay, top let's 12 go teams. There. Let's go there for a second. Where's the majority of the sports writers and the people that do the polls, where are they from? Well, I'd say they're uh, probably East Coast. I don't know. Okay. Southeast? They don't give a rat's butt about anything <laughs> West. Okay? Nate, every year you see Mississippi State, okay, when they made the top ten, i like, are you kidding me? You know, they've been a doormat for 100 years. Okay, I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you. Um, is this better than four teams that we have now? Going to twelve here. What? Oh, I think we should go to sixty-four, like we do the the college. Do you basketball. really believe that? Do you believe that? Hey, you greedy guys! I mean, come on, <laughs> Nate. That's guaranteed. That's work for you. I mean, come on. Well, that might be kind of fun, actually. Wow. Honestly, it's just. I mean, come on. We'll never see a Montana. We'll never see a Wyoming. We'll never I know, see any I know. of these schools. I know. That's that's the next question is, you know, will this will they just go off and do their own thing? That That's, that's my I'll next you, question. And I'll tell you right now, I, I'll bet you anything, Nate, I'm looking at about seven to eight touchdown wins for Ohio State. What? That's how much faith I have in Oregon. USC. Come on, they've been adored. They've been the Denver Broncos oh, of boy. the NCAA. Okay. Hey, by the way, by the way, uh, Ohio State Notre Dame tomorrow. Quickly, what? What's? Uh, how much does Ohio State win by? Oh, they're going to kill you, bud. They're going to go twenty-four. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I don't like the over and under. I, I don't like the over. I like the under. All right. Majority of the points are going to be come on, really. 24. Another one. 24. I mean, you play Furham State. Ooh, we're number one. Hey, Notre Dame plays harder teams sometimes than Alabama, so careful. Oh, uh, well, everybody knows that because there's uh, only like three, four teams in the SEC anyway. Yes, The rest yes. are doormats. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in today. 24-point um, margin, says Steve, for Ohio State over Notre Dame tomorrow night. Oof. Oof. Um... Listener text coming in. Remember, Cincinnati's Big 12 in 2023. Yeah, so Cincinnati's jumped up already. Okay, so Cincinnati. But you look at it, group of five teams, if you you just look at the rankings, if they were to expand to 12 the past five years, only two group of five teams would have made it the whole time. 
that should tell you the future to come is more Penn States, more Oklahomas, more Wisconsins, more Floridas, more Michigans. Those teams, the, the upper tier, they can't quite win the Big Ten or SEC, but they're in the upper tier of the Big Ten and SEC, and I think they're going to take the spots in the uh, filled-out 12-team college football playoff. Now, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to tell you again, it's better than four. The four has been milk toast. It's been bland. It's just been uh, not fun, okay? You might end up with Alabama, Ohio State at the end of the year. I, I get it. Give me a 12-team playoff more intriguing as a college football fan. I want to watch games that matter, not just a sugar bowl that doesn't. I want to watch matchups, and I do want to watch David against Goliath. I would like to see a group of five or get a chance each year. This system won't do that, but it may end up getting somebody that has an unbelievable season in the mix. Um, let's see here. Um, I just want all of the college football playoffs on normal TV airwaves. With it being on cable, it loses some of its accessibility and fandom. I'm surprised about the playoff expansion news. My question is, who is the sixth conference that will get an auto bid? Um, let's see. You got Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, SEC. Okay. And then I'm thinking, um, uh, which which is the uh, six conference champions? They, they don't list that out. They don't list that out. Okay. It'll be interesting to see which one um, kind of shifts in that in that category. So you're going to have six conference champs, six highest-ranked teams after that. And you're going to have a 12-team playoff. Let me ask the question of the day, see what you think. It's going to go to 12 teams for college football. How do you feel about that number? Is that a good number for you? Throw in a few more good games, interesting teams, hopefully, and good matchups. Will it hurt the regular season? There is a, there is a sense of that. I mentioned that earlier. There is a little bit of a sense of that. I lose in the SEC, no biggie. Right now in college football, you really, you really got to try and avoid those losses because then you start looking. Yeah, you get one, you get two, you're out usually. But right now in a 12-team playoff, if I lose in the Big Ten, I lose in the SEC, I'm not too worried, right? If I'm Michigan, a two-loss Michigan, am I in still? If I if, if two-loss Michigan? You got a heck of a better shot in a 12-team deal. Should it be eight teams? Will it hurt the regular season, or do you love the expansion? My question of the day, 12 teams for college football playoff. They're trying to get it done in 2024. I don't know if they'll be able to. It will be set to go 2026, no doubt. Here's the answers. Here's how the poll breaks up. 58% say, I love the expansion to 12, perfect number. That's the winning uh, question. 58% love it to 12. 24% say, should have went to eight teams. And 18% say, it'll hurt the regular season games. Interesting stuff. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. What does John Bryce have to say? He's covered college football a long time. We'll talk to John Bryce about this and the matchup he's covering. Notre Dame, Ohio State tomorrow night. John Bryce, footballscoop.com, national writer next. 
This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. At Gateway Autoplex, we strive to give you the best car buying experience in the Black Hills. We offer a hassle-free, worry-free environment, and we've made it easy to get pre-approved in minutes by going to gatewayapproves.com. Or stop in and we can help you through the process right there. So check us out at 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. Two great locations serving you in the Black Hills. See for yourself why our customers say we have the funnest buying experience in Rapid City. Gateway Autoplex, where nobody, and I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 59 tonight under clear skies, southerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 89 tomorrow, clear skies. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 62. Dry with temps well above average Sunday and Monday and highs from the mid-90s to the upper 90s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 83. Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we'll give you the one-on-one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit highplainspt.com. Hey, sports fans, it's Rob from the Firehouse Skybox. We are your headquarters for football this season. You want college football on Saturdays? Well, we have it. Join us for some great specials, and don't miss the games you want, from the Huskers to SDSU to USD. We have them all. And I know you want the NFL, so come down for $1 wing specials on Monday and Thursday nights. Then for the weekend, we'll have a great brunch buffet at the Skybox on Saturday and Sunday with $4 Bloody Marys every Sunday. The Skybox is Rapid City's football headquarters. See you on game days at the Skybox above the Firehouse and down downtown Rapid City. So at Black Hills Health and Wellness Center, we have four chiropractors in the clinic, and our big focus is working on the musculoskeletal health of patients. We have recommended Pioneer Bank and Trust to many other locally owned businesses and friends and families that own businesses in the Black Hills. It's always organized. It's always beautiful. They're extremely courteous, extremely polite, and if something goes wrong or you need help, they are more than willing to go the distance to get that done for you. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member... FDIC. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on a Friday. It is not a FedEx Friday. No mailing it in here. We got to get you ready for a great football weekend. We're packed here, man. We got high school football game of the week tonight. Stevens Douglas tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll wrap up this program a little bit early. Send you out to Patriot Stadium. High school football game of the week. Fox Sports Rapid City coming up. Tomorrow we'll have Wyoming Tulsa at 1.30 and Utah Florida at 5. Okay, so a lot of football this weekend on Fox Sports Rapid City. John Bryce is covering the biggest game of the week. Ohio State hosting Notre Dame. Top five matchup tomorrow night at the Shoe. 
John Bryce, footballscoop.com, national writer in tonight. John, good to have you. How are you? Um, good, Nate. Always enjoy chopping it up with you. Always a, a good dialogue. So uh, thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your time. I know you're getting set for the matchup tomorrow night. I, I'll, I'll get into Ohio State, Notre Dame, and get your take on it. Uh, it's a big one. But uh, some pretty big news. We know the presidents were meeting today. I was a little surprised that they made the deal happen, but uh, going to go to a 12-team playoff. This has been worked on for a while. Going to go to 12 teams for the college football playoff. What do you think the reaction is around college football around that? Uh, I think the reaction overall um, is positive. There are some coaches out there who uh, flat out don't think their players want this, don't uh, want to risk seeing the bowl game, the bowl system completely um, become immaterial. And so um, it's not unanimous, but overall it's certainly um, a better chance for more players and more programs to have a legitimate shot at a national championship. The vote was official today. I was told last night that um, they'd already basically done a straw poll and that it was expected to be approved unanimously, and um, I believe that was the case. So, look, it's about the, do- the dollars of the situation. And college football has been going through seismic changes the last 15 months, and this is another key part of that. Okay, so I look at the layout here, and maybe I'm missing something. We're going to have the Power 5 conference champions get in automatically, and I see, I see, but it says six conference champions. What other conference is going to be at the table here? Well, it's going to be the highest-ranked group of five conference, Nate, uh, the highest-ranked okay. group of five okay. conference champions. So whether that's the, the AAC champion or, you know, Sunbelt champion, if Louisiana can continue um, what it had rolling under Billy Napier with, with a lot of the non-conference games that Louisiana has scheduled the next few years, then the Cajuns would have a chance to be in that conversation. Maybe it's a Mountain West team, um, depending on exactly what happens with Boise's future, if they're able to to recapture some of their uh, Cinderella years, the past 15 years or so. So that's that's going to be it. And and it's really the, um, it says the top six conference champions, but obviously if you're a Power Five conference champion, you're going to be one of those top six. Okay, I like that. So essentially, essentially, there's going to be a group of five representative at the table every year. Every single year, yeah, that's the plan. That's um, that doesn't mean that they will necessarily be seated um, as the number six team or what have you. It will depend on the the CFP rankings. So I suppose your uh, your group of six conference champion could be the twelfth and final team in, but they will have a a seat at the table, so to speak. Let me ask you, John, you've covered the game a long time. I said you're probably going to end up with more SEC teams in here, more Big Ten teams in here. That's just my guess with the with the brands, the dollars, um, and, and that whole thing. When the, when the expansion happens, I think they're going to have more teams in. Could this hurt the regular season like an Ohio State-Notre Dame game tomorrow night, which is a massive regular season game, you go to 12 teams, this game tomorrow might not mean as much in a couple of years. Um, I don't know. I think that um, their belief is that it will help the regular season because uh, much like the wild card in, in Major League Baseball, you're going to have more teams. Um, if, you, if you've if lost two games in the, in the first two months of the season, 
you're not going to enter November with absolutely zero shot of making the playoffs. And so I think that there's uh, a definite belief that this won't do anything to diminish an early season clash like, like what we'll see tomorrow, um, not just in the, in the horseshoe, but, but really Oregon, Georgia, Florida, Utah. Those are some other games I'm really excited for tomorrow. But then it's also going to make more meaningful many, many more November games, in my opinion. So I think that that's a, that's a driving factor. I get your point, and it's one that a lot of people have made about it being more SEC teams, more Big Ten teams. I think it's going to be more teams that value strength of schedule, that value uh, really quality, premium, intersectional matchups, not necessarily conference matchups. I mean, we, we touched on it a few weeks ago, Nate. I told you it's going to be, I think, the 40 to 60 teams uh, sort of pool of candidates that have a legitimate shot. And even Greg Sankey said at SEC Media Days in late July, we're not so much worried about conference championships. We're worried about getting the best teams into the playoffs. And, yeah, I think you can say that because the SEC might feel like plenty of years they would have three worthy teams. And I guess a year ago under this format they probably would have had three teams. Because I think maybe Ole Miss or Texas A&M would have been that third team. Um but, again, I think it's going to place an extreme premium on non-conference schedules. I'm curious to see, and I've had coaches reach out to me, and it's one of the talking points that's not being addressed. What does this do for the FCS teams that have to play a money game every year that need that money game, uh, even if it's a competitive imbalance, that need that money game to fund, fund the rest of the athletics department? Because yeah. I think they're going to be – I think there are going to be fewer and fewer of those money games over the next five years. South Dakota State right here is playing one tomorrow against Iowa. I mean, that's a, uh, a big payday. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm fired up for that game because a year ago I picked South Dakota State to win at Colorado State, and they ran Colorado State out of its own building. So um, Iowa's certainly a tougher task, but uh, I'm fired up for that game tomorrow. I think the Jackrabbits can make it a four-quarter game. Interesting. John Bryson, college football writer, footballscoop.com. He's getting set to cover Ohio State, Notre Dame tomorrow, uh, footballscoop.com for the coverage. One more on this expanded playoff to 12 teams. Um, they're going to try and push this as quick as they can, but they said it's a lot of hurdles, TV deals, and, and all sorts of stuff in place. Um can they get this done by 2024? That wouldn't be this postseason, but it would be next postseason. It sounds like they want to, but I'm not sure they can. I would think the earliest they could get it done would be the 24 schedule, the 24 regular season. Okay. Um, I don't think I don't think it can be done in time for the 23 season, um, which would be games on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, 2024. So no, I think that it would be. Uh, the earliest, based on the people I've talked to, is um, to conclude the 2024 regular season. I don't think there's any way it will be any later than the 2025 regular season, but there's a lot of parties interested because of the dollars involved, um, because to, to keep more interest widespread in the sport, there's a lot of motivation to get it done by 24. John, is this going to help uh, a little bit? The Pac-12, for example, from from falling apart, meaning, hey, we have a seat at the table. Um, maybe we can keep this conference realignment thing from snowballing. Is this going to uh, delay that stuff? Yeah, I think so. I think it's big for the Big 12. I think it's big for the Pac-12. Um, obviously, as we've discussed, it keeps it gives motivation for a group of five programs to remain invested in in FCS football. So, yeah, I mean, this is like this is done 
don't get me wrong, for money, but this is also done to try and preserve and, um, I guess, rejuvenate the health of the sport uh, more widespread across the country. Okay, let's go to this. couple more. I'll let him run. He's on his way covering Ohio State-Notre Dame here on the Nate Brown Show. It's John Bryce, Football Scoop. So, Ohio State-Notre Dame. How big of an underdog is Notre Dame tomorrow? Well, I mean, Vegas has them at like 17 and a half points. Uh, I can tell you from being on the Notre Dame campus multiple days this week and being around a number of people in the program, they certainly don't feel like 17 and a half point underdogs. Uh, one thing that I was just noticing today, Nate, that I'll continue to monitor um, earlier in the week, it was just supposed to be pretty warm and a high of 86 in Columbus tomorrow afternoon. Obviously, not that warm a kickoff, but a hot, muggy day. Um, now there's considerable rain in the forecast. If it's, if it's raining in the game, I do believe that's a benefit to Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame believes it is going to be able to establish the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, but particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And um, Obviously, rain would, would slow down Ohio State's wide receivers a little bit, which is probably the matchup I'm most concerned about from a Notre Dame standpoint. I think Notre Dame still has a lot to prove in the second and third levels of its defense. Okay, so so second, third level of the defense for Notre Dame. Maybe a concern tomorrow against high-powered Ohio State. What about on the offensive side, John? People are wondering, is Notre Dame offensively going to be able to keep up? Uh, again, I just uh, uh, talked about it there. Notre Dame doesn't want to keep up. Notre Dame wants to dictate tempo and pace um, and believes it can do that. I really like this Notre Dame offensive line. It's come so far uh, since last year. Uh, and Jared Patterson, I fully expect, will try to play. He's the fifth-year senior captain who suffered a foot injury about three weeks ago, been extremely limited in practice. He's a starting left guard, a starting center all last year, basically. Um, but I think he'll try to play. He's, he's key. He's so veteran on that line. He knows all the calls. He can tell everybody what to do. So, um, And then the tackles, Blake Fisher and Joe Alt, both of those guys, I'm telling you right now, will be future uh, NFL draft pick. So, again, I like the makeup of the Notre Dame offensive line. They're physical at the tight end position. Uh, they got a third-string guy, Sherwood, um, that just started a scholarship earlier this camp. He's a bruiser. He'll get in there and lower his head and, and help clear some space for those running backs. So Notre Dame will not try to get into a track meet with Ohio State. It will try to dictate tempo. Last one for John Bryce, footballscoop.com, National College football writer, Ohio State, Notre Dame. He's covering the game tomorrow night. Marcus Freeman, new head coach at Notre Dame. It's a big seat. He's in it, and now a huge stage tomorrow. You're around the program. How is Marcus Freeman going to handle tomorrow? I think he'll handle it well. I think he has a, uh, a strong belief in both his process and absolutely – and his coaching staff and his players. There's a, a genuine authenticity there that resonates from the top down. And um, we'll see what that means on the field tomorrow. But I do sense a, a much more unified and cohesive Notre Dame program than even what we saw in some years that they went to the CFP. So um, I'm, I'm bullish on the future of Marcus Freeman as head coach. And I don't think he'll be daunted by tomorrow. And I know – um, he feels like he's got a great staff, but particularly offensive coordinator Tommy Reese and defensive coordinator Al Golden. He believes they bring a lot to the table tomorrow. There's a lot of optimism in the Notre Dame camp about Al Golden's impact and what it can be tomorrow against the Buckeyes. It's going to be a great one tomorrow, I think. Ohio State's a big favorite, I thought, um, by the number. And uh, I look at Notre Dame and say, boy, 
They might have a chip on their shoulder with that one. John Bryce on. He'll cover it at the Horseshoe, Ohio State, Notre Dame, footballscoop.com, national writer, John D. Bryce, one on Twitter. John, have a great time. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy your weekend, Nate. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate your time. John Bryce on the way to Ohio State, Notre Dame. Hops on the Nate Brown Show tonight. National College football writer covering it tomorrow at the Horseshoe, footballscoop.com. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, that uh, game tomorrow is, for me as a Notre Dame guy, you, do you know my story? So so I used to not be a Notre Dame guy. I used to not like Notre Dame. Then I, I had a friend go to Notre Dame, and uh, I got invited back. They said, hey, I've got tickets. Come back and watch a Notre Dame game. I went back there, and then I went every year for the next five years. I mean, I went back there. This unbelievable scene for college football. What a scene for college football. The tradition, the fanfare, the brand, the campus. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And uh, it's it's quite the community. Quite the community. It's, it's a You would think, oh, it's a big school. Yeah, it's, it's really a tight-knit school. Really, really interesting brand. And so then I was like, how can you not like Notre Dame? How can you not... <laughs> And then people are like, what do you mean? I hate Notre Dame. No, how could you not like Notre Dame? I went from like a Notre Dame hater to a, to a Notre Dame fan. And then, so I look at this game tomorrow and I say, 17 points? I got a buddy who's going back to the game here from Rapid City. He's got to go watch it. Uh, he's back there right now, Ohio State, Notre Dame tomorrow night. I said, 17 points, Notre Dame underdog? That feels like uh, one of those things I should I should uh, try and make money on, right? At BetMGM tomorrow. Tin Lizzie. That that feels like it. And then I go, ah, it's too many question marks for me. Uh, too many question marks. I don't know enough about Notre Dame right now. I, I don't know enough about the quarterback play. Um, I saw Ohio State high-powered offense, and, and I'm a little worried that uh, sometimes you just can't stop uh, that, that assault. Sometimes they, they'll put up 40 and uh, without even blinking an eye. So, so it'll be interesting. 17 points seems like a lot with the top five matchup tomorrow. Jason Andera is in next on a Friday. Friday night lights are on tonight. Some of the biggest games around South Dakota. Let's talk high school football tonight with Jason Andera from Sioux Falls. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. 
work, the kids' practices, household errands. Seems like every hour's rush hour at our house. But no matter how busy things get, we still make balanced nutrition a priority with help from Country Hearth Natural Breads. Whole grains and other natural ingredients are carefully blended and baked into delicious, nutritious breads like Dakota-style 12 grain, multi-grain, and 100% whole wheat. There's a Country Hearth favorite for everyone in the family. Country Hearth Breads, baking our best for you. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health orthopedics. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in on a Friday. The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, 1067 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Friday night lights on tonight. Some interesting games. St. Thomas More, Rapid City Christian. I took the Cavaliers there. I think the Cavaliers will take care of the Comets tonight. Brown's best. Our high school football picks yesterday on the program. I uh, took Stevens to handle Douglas tonight. That's our game of the week. Jerome Wickersham, Dean Gurr will be covering it tonight. We'll go out there for kickoff coming up. Well, Jason Andero is just at a game out there in Sioux Falls. He's covering the Friday night scene on Midcoast Sports. High school football analyst Jason Andera. Find him on Twitter at Andera Midco. Live from Sioux Falls. He was just watching Sioux Falls Lincoln against Rapid City Central at halftime. The Patriots of Sioux Falls Lincoln up 49-6. to That hurts. Jason, good to have you. How are you? Good. Um, you were talking about your best picks. My pick was the Patriots were going to beat the Cobblers, and that's looking good so far. <laughs> okay. Good pick there, uh, Jason. Good pick. Um, by oh. the way, by the way, I do have to say, Sioux Falls Lincoln, um, going into the season, people thought they might be pretty good. What do you think here so far? They were good last week, and uh, they're still good this week. What do you think of Lincoln? Yeah, uh, to be quite frank, after the I watched everybody practice, I, I thought they were the second-best team in 11 AAA uh, coming into the season. But I have not been overly impressed. Uh, even last week against Roosevelt or this week against Central, really, um, it's just as far as execution and mistakes that they continue to make. So um, they're going to have a huge test next week when they play Jefferson, and then we'll find out if they belong as maybe a top two or three team in AAA. Uh, but right now... I mean, after one week, it really looks like this Jefferson and O'Gorman team are in a different league. But I'll tell you what, I still think those top five changeable by the time this season ends. But right now, I think Lincoln's in that group. They have the potential to be a championship team or at least, you know, a top two team by the end of the year. But they're going to have to really clean some things up. Okay, here's what I'm hearing out East River um, after Rapid City Stevens beat Washington. It was a big win for the Raiders. I'm hearing some people out there, well, Washington, you know, had some injuries. I, I don't know about that. Um, Stevens beating Washington, what did it do for you? 
You know, it, it showed me that Stevens is moving in the right direction, and they did this last year against Roosevelt, and the same thing, uh, there's a lot of people that said, well, you know, Roosevelt was coming off of playing two games in the last week, and they had a long trip, and blah, blah, blah. Um, honestly, I think this Stevens team, I think I like the changes that they've made, uh, simplifying the playbook. Uh, I love the addition of Kale Meisman. Jed Jensen, uh, really one of the only third-year quarterbacks in AAA this year. I think he is he is special. I think defensively they're better than people thought. I agree, though, this Washington team, they've got potential. Uh, they did have some injuries, yes. They did make some turnovers in the first half. But I watched that entire game, and I think the second half, Stevens looked like a superior team. I think they're right about where they should be right now. That five or six, right in that grouping is where Stevens should be in 11 AAA right now. Okay, it's interesting. Um, so you may think Stevens, if they play like that, could compete the rest of the way with most teams. Yeah, I think those, I, like I said, there's there's five teams in my book, Harrisburg, Brandon Valley, Lincoln, Jefferson, O'Gorman. I think those teams are really cream of the crop right now. I, I really think they're a step above the rest, but I think you know Washington, Roosevelt, uh, Stevens are are all pretty even this year, and those teams on the right night, you know, if I think a couple things go their way, they sure they can compete with those top five teams. But that's how I see the that's how I see the groupings right now is those top five, and then I see Roosevelt. Washington Stevens all fairly even. Jason Andera on Midco Sports live from Sioux Falls talking high school football Friday night lights on tonight. Stay in AAA here. Um, Brandon Valley got beat. Harrisburg got beat. Those are two good programs last year. Can they bounce back? Are they going to bounce back? Yes. I mean, I don't even hesitate to say this Brandon Valley team will definitely bounce back. And Harrisburg, their quarterback had his first varsity start as a senior. I know he's better than how he played uh, last Saturday night. He just, he was flustered. I mean, he was playing his first varsity game, and it showed. And the way they got behind and the way they played a, an excellent Jefferson team, who was a lot better defensively than I thought, they just were never in that game. And I, I think they're, they'll definitely be back by the end of the year. And Brandon Valley is just classic. Like last year, I don't know if you remember, they played Stevens right away in the first game of the year. They just, they get out a little slow. They, they yeah, I think, yeah. What, they 14 to nothing or something last year? Um, and they ended up getting to the Dome. Uh, I think this is a team that just classically starts out a little bit slow and always, always is playing their best ball by the end of the year. I, d I definitely think those two teams are, uh, you know, playoff hunt worthy. Okay, I want to go to 11 AA because there's a team out here that pounded Central, Rapid City Central, 38 nothing. The Sturgis Scoopers, they got good quarterback play, they got some wide receivers. Sturgis is at Mitchell tonight. What do we think about the scoopers out there? Well, that's the other game I had a chance to watch the entire game as we broadcast that last week, the scoopers. And, um, you know, you could say that the central team just really has struggled moving the ball. But you can also say Owen Cass looks really good. And he does. He looks really good in control of this offense. He put the ball on the numbers to tie and bust several times. Um, and that's not their only weapons. This Reese Jacobs kid, I'm telling you, he could play inside linebacker for any team in the state. And they've got a couple guys like that who can really uh, lay the stick on defense. So uh, their, their big issue is just going to be how healthy can they stay. Because their roster is going to be a little smaller than most AA teams. Uh, but if they can stay healthy and, and have those guys, the skill positions will not be a problem. Um, when they go up against a big line, uh, you know, a peer, uh, a Brookings, a T. 
Ben and Yankton. Ben, we're, we're going to see if their line can hold up. That's going to be the issue. It's not the skill players for Sturgis. And tonight against Mitchell, I mean, I definitely think they have a chance. I think they're very evenly matched against Mitchell um, and even could pull a win out there. Okay, I want to know what you think about St. Thomas Moore. They beat Spearfish 21 nothing. The big thing for the Cavaliers is they lost their starting QB. They have to go with a freshman now, John Paul Sullivan, the head coach, Wayne Sullivan's son. STM shutting out Spearfish, though. That's not a bad Spearfish team over the last year. STM uh, thinking you're, you're thinking they're going to be fine, but without a QB, that's going to hurt. Well, remember, they had this issue last year as well, and things didn't go quite as well, but I, I really think the supporting cast this year for St. Thomas More much improved, much improved supporting cast. We saw what Easton Ogle could do last night, and defensively, they're just a much better team than they were last year. So, yes, they will definitely – Take a half step back with the uh, with the quarterback situation, um, but I think you know tonight will be a good test against Rapid City Christian. Uh, that's a unique offense. They run some special stuff. If they can shut them down, and I think they will. I think I agree with you. I think St. Thomas More is a better team. Um, that'll go a long way in building confidence for their new quarterback, their young quarterback. And like I said, the supporting cast much better for St. Thomas More this year. I still think. You know, they belong in the top five, where last year they did not belong in the top five. Last one for Jason Andera, Friday Night Lights segment, Midco Sports tonight. He's on it, uh, live from Sioux Falls. Pierre and Brookings, what do we think? Can Brookings compete? You know, the last two seasons, Brookings beat Pierre in the regular season. People forget that. Last year, toward the end of the year, they beat Pierre, gave him one of their only two losses. Uh, only lost in class, and then two years ago in 2020, in the regular season, they beat Pierre. So, um, you know, the precedent is there, but just being honest, it's going to be a real struggle for anybody to play with Pierre this year. Uh, this Brookings team is just not the same team they were the last couple of years. They're really tough defensively, they've got some solid players, but they do not have near uh, the depth that this Pierre team has. And even if they hang within Pierre, you know, maybe two touchdowns in the first half, I just can't see them hanging four quarters with this Pierre team. And, and Pierre is going to be special this year. I can't wait to see them play Brandon Valley later in the year just to see if there's any gap between Pierre and some of the best 11 AAA teams. That's going to be the real test for Pierre this year. Jason Antera is on tonight from Sioux Falls, getting set for another Friday night on Midco Sports. Find him on Twitter at Andera Midco. Jason, always good, man. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Anytime. All right. Appreciate it. Jason Andera in from Sioux Falls. Midco Sports, high school football analyst, talking Friday night lights. Interesting games tonight. couple here in the area. Um, I've got my eyes on this. Sturgis Mitchell, I think the Scoopers are going to win that. Out at Mitchell, I think the Scoops are going to win that. I like what I see in Sturgis, man. Toss it around a little bit. That tie-on bus kid, that bus kid, he can fly. Fly, wide receiver. And um, they got St. Thomas Moore, Rapid City Christian, renew the rivalry since the 90s. Haven't played since the 90s. Out there at Hart Ranch tonight. And, uh, of course, our game of the week, the Raiders and Douglas. You haven't seen that matchup in a long time. Stevens-Douglas. And uh, I think Stevens has a good chance of starting 2-0. We'll have that game coming up. Pre-game coverage, less than an hour. A lot of work to do, though, on a Friday. Let's keep it rolling. College football is back on Fox Sports Rapid City tomorrow. Can the Wyoming Cowboys get some offense going against Tulsa? 
you would think, okay, can Wyoming beat Tulsa at War Memorial in Laramie? Cody Tucker's on. Let's talk Wyoming football, 7220 Sports next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 59 tonight under clear skies, southerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 89 tomorrow, clear skies. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 62. Dry with temps well above average Sunday and Monday and highs from the mid-90s to the upper 90s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 83. With home values rising in the Black Hills, a cash-out refinance loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great way to get ahead. Thinking about home improvements or projects? Apply for a cash-out refinance loan from Black Hills Community Bank. You may have cash in your house that you didn't even know about, and you can put it to good use. Think about the potential of what you can do with a cash-out refinance loan. Get started on your cash-out refinance loan application today at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Someone will come in, they'll have a noise under the hood, and we'll go out and take a look at it. We can determine by the type of noise, and usually if we can determine where it's coming from, we can direct them to the piece that has failed. My name is Dick Lemke. Working at Sturdivance as long as I have, it's definitely become my career. When you need someone to help solve the problem, start with a Sturdivant store near you. S-T-U-R-D-V-A-N-T-S, come and see Sturdivant's. Stuck in a state of falling behind? Struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life? This is State Farm Agent Matt McCormick. Let me help you simplify and get to a better state. With me handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. Even more money, too. Because adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40%. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and get to a better state with State Farm. 348-0464. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years. And you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. 
it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. And welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on a Friday. Glad you're here. It is Friday, man. It is 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock on a Friday. That feels good, right? The Drive at 5 kicking off brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com where you want to start. Take a look at the pre-owned selection when it comes to Summit. No high-pressure sales gimmicks when you stop, stop by. Stacy and Matt, they'll treat you right. They want you to experience the Summit difference car buying built around you from your experience to the financing to the vehicle. They want to set you up the right way. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there before you buy your next pre-owned vehicle. And the drive at 5 on a Friday we'll talk some college football with Matt Zimmer on the way. Jackrabbit beat rider for the Argus leader. South Dakota State playing at Iowa tomorrow. We'll get a preview as Matt Zimmer covers it. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh that South Dakota State's going to keep that close. You know, uh, John Bryce, national college football writer, just came on earlier, and he said, hey, I've got my eye on that South Dakota State-Iowa matchup. That game started out as Iowa 15-and-a-half point favorite. Then it got up to 20-and-a-half. Got up to 20-and-a-half. So a lot of people are they're going to go down that road of saying, oh, the Jackrabbits, they, they played some of these big teams really, really well. They beat some of these teams. 20-and-a-half point underdogs? Give me the jacks. That's what a lot of people are going to say. I'm, I'm having a tough time with it. This isn't uh, Colorado State of last year. Not even close. Not even close. Um, Iowa's got a good defense. Will they be giving up some points to the jacks? Good offense. Jacks have a good offense. But I look at it and say, um, that 20-and-a-half point number, number, that one makes me uneasy here. The South Dakota State emotion... We have that emotion. We say, oh, that's going to happen. The Jacks are going to be in that. They might. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I wanted to ask you the question of the day as we're talking college football today. If you haven't answered it, I want to make sure uh, we get an update on this poll question. Uh, question of the day, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. If you missed it, um, earlier this afternoon, the college football playoff is officially going to expand. They voted on that. The presidents met. They voted on it today. And uh, the college football playoffs going to go from four teams to 12. So not even to eight. I was saying I, I'd roll with eight. I could think about the power five winners. Give me a group of five automatic qualifier and then two at large. Okay. Power five, give me a, uh, give me a group of five and two at large. And that's what I said. I, I would be fine with eight in the college football playoff. They're going to go to 12. Let's get an update on the poll. What do you think of 12 teams in the college football playoff? Is it the perfect number? Or is it going to hurt the regular season games because you got too many teams? Or should it have been eight teams? Here's the answers. 57% of you say you love the 12-team number. Perfect. 57% say I like 12. 26% should have went to eight. 17% of you say... It'll end up hurting the regular season games. All right. Now, one thing we know about this, 
the college football playoff going to 12, you will get an automatic group of five qualifier now. I wanted to clear that up because it wasn't totally clear as they released this news. But you're going to have the Power Five conference champions and then the highest-ranked group of five conference champion. So that could be the Mountain West, the AAC, whoever, the Sun Belt. Whoever's the highest-ranked group of five will be an automatic qualifier for this 12-team playoff. So I do like that. I do like that. Let's go to the group of five conference, Mountain West. Wyoming's got a little ways to go. I'm going to be honest. they got a little ways to go. we got the game tomorrow, Wyoming-Tulsa, Cowboy Sports Network here on Fox Sports Rapid City. It's a 1.30 kickoff covering it for 72.20 Sports is Cody Tucker. He's in tonight. Cody, good to have you. How are you? Hey, Nate. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad you uh, glad you mentioned that there's going to be a qualifier there because uh, when I first saw that, I was a little scared too and thinking, oh, good, more for the Habs. Yeah, right. I, I was. I, they didn't really say it. I was like, is there going to be any group of five uh, team? And I, I like at least one, right? At least one. Yeah, um, let me Let me ask you about this Wyoming team. Let's get into this. Okay, we debuted our broadcast last week, and and you know I don't think a lot of people thought okay Wyoming's going to go to Illinois and beat Illinois in the Big Ten, but I don't think they thought it was going to be that rough on offense per se. Um, what are we supposed to think from week one to week two? Oh, great, that's the million dollar question, isn't it, Nate? My goodness, um, rough outing for Andrew Peasley, of course, his Wyoming debut did not go well, 5 of 20 for 30 yards and a pick. Honestly, should have been a couple more picks. Um, you know, after talking to Craig Bull and watching the film myself, um, you know, the wide receivers didn't help much. They didn't get much separation. And, uh, you know, I know people are sick of the excuses already, but, I mean, nine players made their first college start in Champaign on Saturday, and 19 guys threw a Wyoming jersey over their heads for the first time in their careers. So I, I just don't think that can be overstated enough that, you know, it's hard to, you know, what do you expect for these young guys to come out? Better than 5 for 20? Yes. But, uh, you know, uh, beyond that, I thought the offensive line played really well. I thought the defense played pretty darn well. Um, so I think there's there's some things to build on. But, man, when you just look at that, the score and some of the stats, it is just downright ugly. Yeah, they got outplayed. I mean, it didn't feel like they were going to be able to win that game. That um, they, they got down early. And, and let alone, though, I did say this, Cody, Wyoming stuck around with their defense early on. They kind of bent, but they didn't break. It was an 11-point game there for in, in the second half, and, and then it got away. I look at it and say, okay, what's Craig Bull think about the quarterback play? Okay, 5 of 20, 30 yards. We, we know the deal. So where is that quarterback room at? When Peasley's going to get the start again, do you believe he's going to play all the way through here? How much, uh, how much leeway does he have? Yeah, I, I actually love the move, Nate. I love that he kept him in there because in, in, in my talks with Andrew Peasley since he arrived on campus in, I believe, February, the kid's got some swagger. He really has some confidence. He really believes they could still do something special. And I, and it's not like he's blowing smoke and, you know, what is special to them compared to what is special for fans could be a totally different thing. But I think Andrew Peasley is a good quarterback. He just he overshot a few passes, uh, didn't get much help from his wide receivers. I, I love the idea that Craig's saying, hey, you know what, get out there again we all believe in you 
Every one of his teammates stood behind the podium and said how much they believe in him, too. I really think Andrew's going to be way better this week. I think the cobwebs are going to be shaken off a little bit. And, you know, this team's so young that I think they're just going to grow together. And uh, they're going to take some lumps, you know. So, you know, maybe that was the big lump they needed to wake up a little bit here. And I, I think we're going to see a much improved Andrew Peasley tomorrow in Laramie. Wyoming playing Tulsa. Tulsa's a six-and-a-half-point favorite going into Laramie. I've seen Tulsa over the years, man. Okay, I've been to some – I went to a game in Tulsa back in the day. You know, Tulsa's kind of sneaky. It's like, oh, they, this is just Tulsa. This is this is uh, eh, not a great program. Tulsa's, Tulsa's not bad. I think this is a tough game tomorrow. What do you see? Yeah, and I think you're referring to that game in 1998 when the Cowboys still had uh, black championship aspirations, yes, bowl yes. aspirations. Yes, the thank Las you Vegas for bowl bringing committee. that up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Las Vegas Bowl Committee was in the house handing out T-shirts and hats, and then the Cowboys went out and got waxed 35 to nothing by a lowly three-win Tulsa team. And they are sneaky good. These two programs met in 2019, and Coach Bull called it a Donnybrook, and he's right on. I want to say seven Cowboys went off the field that day, including uh, Logan Harris, who – had to be picked up by an ambulance in midfield and taken to a local hospital with a concussion. Uh, it was a rough one, and the Cowboys lost 24-21, but I believe Tulsa forced eight three-and-outs. I mean, their defense is salty, and I think uh, I think these programs kind of mirror each other a little bit. You know, some disappointing losses, some, some big wins, and just, you know, they're starting to be bowl eligible every year, and they've really mirrored each other. Even though they run the spread down there uh, under Philip Montgomery, they still value the running game very much, and like Craig Bull pointed out, they also value recruiting high school kids and not not going through the portal to build their program. And uh, so I think they really do mirror each other. This is a tough Tulsa team, no doubt about it. Okay, Cody Tucker on 7220sports.com. He'll be covering it. Wyoming, Tulsa tomorrow. Uh, kickoff 1.30 here on the Cowboys Sports Network Live. Reese Monaco, Kevin McKinney on Fox Sports Rapid City with the coverage. So last one, can the Wyoming offense get some points on the board? It has been a struggle. <laughs> A struggle, Cody. What can yeah. they do? Yeah, you know, Titus Wynn, the running back, of course, has some bruised ribs after last week. But I, I honestly believe the Cowboys got away from the run game a little early last week. Um, Titus was running hard, and the offensive line was really, really good. There's three new starters on that line. And uh, I tell you what, if they played on natural grass, Andrew Peasley wouldn't even have to wash his uniform this week. That's how good they were. He didn't even have a quarterback hurry in that game. So I think that's really something you can build on. And I think Titus and possibly DeWine McNeely will be returning from injury this week. I think Cowboys are really going to establish the run game against a a youthful uh, front for Tulsa. I think most of their production is definitely in the secondary, so uh, maybe doesn't bode well for the Cowboys' passing attack per se, but I think Titus Wynn's going to go nuts, and I really feel like the Cowboys are going to pull this one out. Interesting. Wyoming, six-and-a-half-point underdogs in Laramie. They play well, usually. Usually they had some tough games last year. The Hawaii's um, teams like that uh-huh. came in and beat them. Um, Tulsa tomorrow, one thirty. Cody Tucker with the coverage. Find him on Twitter at 7220sports and 7220sports.com. Cody, always good, man. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate your time. Cody Tucker on tonight. Um, getting set for the matchup tomorrow in Laramie. Wyoming-Tulsa live at 1.30 kickoff here on Fox Sports Rapid City tomorrow. Cowboys trying to bounce back from a tough. I mean, I was slim, swimming through oatmeal yesterday. Or I should say last week. Swimming through oatmeal. I mean, they could, it was just a grinder to get anything going against Illinois. We shall see tomorrow against Tulsa. Into the drive at five on a Friday, the Nate Brown Show. I go to this. It's a special edition Friday 
Friday special edition. Chris, our loyal listener on Fox Sports Rapid City, you know it. Five questions from Chris. Five rapid answers from me in the world of sports. Let's take a look at the questions, Chris, next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. September marks First Gold's 32nd anniversary, and we're celebrating with a $79,800 cash and promo play giveaway. Win $500 at the top of every hour and another $200 every 15 minutes from 5 till 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday night and from noon to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Plus, don't miss the $3,200 in cash anniversary drawings at 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday night. It's the 32nd anniversary of First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Think Nessie is real? Maybe. But CD rates of 2.18%? Absolutely real. A CD rate that's hard to believe is yours right now at Highmark Credit Union. Earn up to 2.18% on an 18-month certificate with a bump-up feature. Or up to 1.75% interest on a 5-month certificate. There's a $500 minimum investment. Limited time offer. Select from a variety of CDs and put your money to work at Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. HighmarkFCU.com. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, it's summer in the Black Hills, and if you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, the best selection by far is at Port 54 downtown. 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, a great sports area upstairs, and they're bringing in live music with their summer concert series. Port 54 has something for everybody, and the food is outstanding. Enjoy summer in the Black Hills and take your crew to Port 54 downtown Main Street. Everyone knows scratch tickets make great gifts during the holidays. But think about it. Scratch tickets are a perfect pick-me-up for a lot of occasions. Need to thank someone? Give them a scratch. Need to say I'm sorry like you really mean it? Give a scratch. Say congrats to that promotion. New house for your friend's new dog that looks more like a possum than a poodle. You know that thing likes a good scratch. The next time you need a gift that says whatever like you mean it, quit scratching your head and just give them a scratch. Scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate? You have a nice week, everybody. I hope so. It's Friday in the Black Hills. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show is live. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Thought-provoking sports talk. The biggest national names. The local sports newsmakers all wrapped up right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And the Drive at 5 presented by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. Matt Zimmer is going to join us live from Iowa. Getting set for the Jackrabbits and Hawkeyes tomorrow. South Dakota State 
trying to knock off Iowa. Matt Zimmer, the Argus leader, covers the Jacks. What are the chances? What are the chances tomorrow? We'll talk to uh, Matt Zimmer straight ahead. It's a special Friday edition. Special Friday edition of five questions from Chris. I've been waiting all week. Waiting all week, Chris, and you delivered. Five questions from Chris, our loyal listener. He'll throw them out. I'll throw them in. Question number one. Nate, Tuesday was cut down for the NFL rosters. After all the dust has settled, all the roster moves, the Las Vegas Raiders had none of their first-round picks from the past three years left on the team. In the past 17 years, only three of the first-round picks of the Raiders have made it to their second contract. What are you up to here, Chris? So, So he said... The draft is full of busts for teams from QBs to linemen. Why is it so hard to find NFL caliber players? That is a that's a loaded question, Chris. I thought you were going to take it easy on me on a Friday. It's a loaded question, but it's interesting because um, that's interesting. You point that out with the Raiders. Um, none of their first round picks from the past three years are left on the team. The Vikings just had they just waived seven of their 11 picks from last year. Yes, seven of their 11 draft picks they waived for the Minnesota Vikings just from last year. So so it does happen. Why is it hard to find NFL caliber players? My only answer is this, and I've said this for a long time. There are unbelievably talented athletes. There's that dude, right? There's that dude. Ryan Leaf was a guy. Ryan Leaf was a guy, could sling it, could throw it, could play quarterback, couldn't handle being the pro. Jamarcus Russell was big, fast, strong arm, couldn't handle being a pro. I just pull out two guys like that. There is a laundry list, and I mean a long list. What I mean by it, a lot of talent, a lot of talent. When you become pros, when you get millions at 22 years old, it can either go pretty well and you stay hungry, you stay chip on your shoulder, you stay being a pro, or I believe the mental side of this in a big way. I I believe this. Why is the NFL full of busts? Some guys don't get it done when it comes to just outside of the talent. Some guys are not character guys teammate guys, mentally strong guys. I really believe that. When you throw in all the factors of stardom, fame, money, fortune, and the rigors of the contra- of the NFL, and you, and you got paid right away, hey, I got my money. I was drafted by the Raiders. I was drafted. I got my money. I'm good. I, I made it. Many of the guys think they can't uh, make it to that second contract, or they don't because they just don't have that professional edge. That's why I compliment the Peyton Mannings of the world, the Tom Brady's. Okay, you, you think about some of these guys that have done a great job for such a long time. There's pros, pros, and then there's guys that uh, have all the talent in the world, and they can't cut it. I really believe that. I really believe that. Uh, question number two. Wow, loaded up on a Friday. Five questions from Chris. Uh, after the Big Ten Conference announced the new TV contract for $1.2 billion, it came out that if during the term of the seven-year rights, Notre Dame decides to join the conference, there's already a dollar amount within the contract on how much that media right would increase. 
So if Notre Dame joins the Big Ten, they'll get even more money. Is there any university anywhere close to the stature of money for the conference outside of Notre Dame? Um, probably not. I mean, Notre Dame's had their own deal, right, with NBC. It hasn't been, you know, $200 million a year, crazy, crazy stuff. But Notre Dame brings the brand. It is a national brand. Oregon's not a national brand. It's, it's a big brand. Washington's not a national brand. It's, it's a fine brand. I don't think you're going to grab somebody from the Pac-12 to replace Notre Dame. Notre Dame's the, uh, the big, the big uh, cheese. Notre Dame's the deal. Will they join the Big Ten? That's, uh, that's a long story. We shall see. I think they want to stay independent. We shall see how much money flows their way as an independent. Question number three. Baseball attendance in Major League Baseball has been on a steep decline. It's not happening with just teams on the low payroll. It's happening to other teams that win. 23 out of the 30 Major League Baseball teams have seen a 6% decrease in attendance. What can teams do to make it more fan-friendly and a better experience? Um, I don't know on that one, Chris. That's that's one of those things. Everybody tries the bells and whistles. What if we did this at the stadium and we had this fan zone and we had interactive seats and you could, you know, you know, do stuff on on digitally on your seat and you can bet on the games and, and the whole thing. The problem is in 2022. We can bet on the game at home on our phone, grab a cold one, sit in a, a theater room, game room, relax. You don't have to put up with parking, traffic in those big cities. I think it's I think it's tough. And by the way, Chris, it's not just Major League Baseball. I mean, I know there's a lot of teams losing attendance there. It's college football. It's major college football programs that have had drops in attendance. People are not going to the games as much because it's so accessible. Streaming, phone, TV, and it's a lot cheaper. Um, I don't know what you can do. I think attendance is uh, one of those things that it's kind of kind of swimming through oatmeal right now. It's a grinder. Um, and I don't think a lot of improvements can be made to the at-game experience. I love live games. I love live games. Uh, question number four. Payments to ex-football coaches in college during the past 15 years, the University of Nebraska is second behind Florida in payouts. They've paid Solich, Callahan, Pelini, Riley. They were all fired shortly after signing an extension. Now Scott Frost, his buyout is halved on October 1st. Will Scott Frost be getting another check to not be coaching for Nebraska? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough. Let's. Um, I'll just say this. I'll say this. You got that date right, Chris. October first. His buyout. If if the Huskers want to move on, because you don't want to have a lame duck coach with the recruiting and and the future and the whole thing. You you got to be careful with this. October first is the time. Where are the Huskers at? They win tomorrow. They win against Georgia Southern. They win against Oklahoma, and then we're all throwing a party, and Scott Frost is leading the way. It's a pizza party paid for by Scott Frost if they beat Oklahoma, but that's the kicker. So watch it. September 18th, can they compete? Will they be 2-2 two and two after Oklahoma? Then the Big Ten schedule starts, and now it's going to be interesting getting into October because Purdue's on that schedule. They looked good last night. 
I'm not going to say yet if Scott Frost is going to get bought out. It's uh, the jury's out. It's it's real. The jury's out there. October 1st is when it gets halved on that buyout. Nebraska's already paid, as you said, a lot of money to coaches let go. Last question from Chris on a Friday. Question number five. Do you buy into the conspiracy theory Deshaun Watson's suspension of 11 games was done on purpose to bring him back against his former team, the Houston Texans? No, I do not. No, I do not. Some people are going to say, come on, Nate, are you kidding me? Roger Goodell in the NFL, it's a whole conspiracy. Of course, they don't do anything not on purpose. They wanted to bring Deshaun Watson back against uh, his whole team, his first game. I think it just happened. I think it just, uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, 11 games. Oh, look who you're playing, the Houston Texans. I don't think anybody's going to be like glued to the TV to watch Deshaun Watson and the Browns against the Texans. I, I mean, might be a little interesting, but I'm it's not. Oh, I'd want to see how the Browns and Texans do here. I don't think the NFL brought that one just uh, to provide more excitement. Let's just say that. Conspiracy theories. Not a big guy on conspiracy theories. And by the way, guess what? Baker Mayfield opens up against his old team. Is that an NFL plan, too? No, no. Okay. All right. Tinfoil hats are put away, Chris. They're not here. Five questions from Chris on a Friday. The Nate Brown Show. Good stuff. Back with Matt Zimmer. Can the Jackrabbits compete with the Hawkeyes in Iowa tomorrow? We'll ask him next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 59 tonight under clear skies, southerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 89 tomorrow, clear skies. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 62. Dry with temps well above average Sunday and Monday and highs from the mid-90s to the upper 90s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 82. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. The cars, trucks, and SUVs you're looking for are at Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda. Shop imports and domestics, many local one-owner trade-ins, plus the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned. With qualified credit, buy with no money down, and get financing available as low as 1.99% APR. Great prices and low finance rates make now the best time to buy. See Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Finance rate available on select Honda certified pre-owned. Length of contract is limited. 
live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Drive at 5 on a Friday, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show Live. If you miss any of the shows, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Good listens over the past few months here. Download the podcast where you find your podcasts. All of them are there. The Nate Brown Show podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. Wherever you get your podcasts, the Nate Brown Show podcast readily available. We're live with Matt Zimmer. He's in Iowa. Jackrabbit beat writer for the Argus Leader does a nice job covering South Dakota State. South Dakota State at Iowa tomorrow. I'm interested. I'm interested. Matt Zimmer's been around the Jackrabbits here in fall camp. Find him on Twitter at Argus Matt Z. Matt, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good. So um, I want to ask you the uh, the pulse, the pulse out there in Iowa. Is this uh, the, do the Hawkeye faithful? The Hawkeyes going. Yeah, we're not too worried about this. Or uh, is South Dakota State maybe have them turning their heads here? Uh, I get a sense that there's some nervousness with the fan base and the media that follows the team. I mean, uh, you know, what South Dakota State's done the last couple of years has, has been pretty impressive. And obviously, they're not too far away, just a neighboring state. I think they know. And uh, but I think the bigger thing probably is, you know, what was it, six years ago, they were ranked in the top 15 and they got beat by North Dakota State. And uh, everyone knows that North Dakota State is, you know, who they are, but also that the Jacks are, are kind of right there with them, but they're a team who's beaten North Dakota State. So I think most people are expecting a win. And uh, I also think when the the spread started coming out and we started seeing numbers like 15, 16, 20 and a half, I saw at one point, yep. maybe that changes the narrative a little bit. Maybe that gets people thinking, huh, maybe, maybe this isn't uh, going to be as close a game as some people are thinking we are, but but I think that's pretty high spread. So um, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I do think that the, the number of people who are going to show up to Kinnick thinking you know, that they're going to watch a 40-7 to seven blowout, uh, I don't think too many people are expecting that. Okay, okay. I, the popular thing on this show is, hey, South Dakota State, man, 20 points? That, that's the spread? Come on. I'm taking South Dakota State with the points there. And I, and I go, I, I understand it. I get it. I'm going to pump the brakes on it because – this is in Colorado State, and I, I'm going to argue I don't know if it's Minnesota. I, I, You know, when they played Minnesota. I know Minnesota had a good year that year, but but I, I don't know. This this is Iowa. This is a perennial, pretty darn good team in the Big Ten. I think this is a tough road tomorrow. It is. I mean, uh, it's one of the best defenses in the country, you know, and I think that's the big thing. I think a lot of people are looking at it and going, you know, with all that power that, that Iowa has on defense, most of it coming back. And obviously there's been a lot of talk about how Iowa's offense wasn't very dangerous last year, wasn't terribly explosive, but they do have a lot of guys back. You know, their quarterback's coming back, and he didn't have a great year last year, but, you know, you expect improvement. You know, when guys come back for another year, you think they're going to be better. And um, So I think there's certainly an opportunity for Iowa. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if Iowa won by 20, because okay. especially in games like this, you know, we're talking about the final score. Like, I don't think anyone would be surprised if, you know, it's a four-point game going into the fourth quarter, but Iowa might pull away late and manage to cover a spread like that. I don't know. Having said that, FDSU, I know they've only won two games ever in these uh, FBS matchups, 
but I think they've covered the spread almost every time. So oh. if you are a betting man, that's it's probably the safe way to go. But you know, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> I am a betting man, and I'll be in Deadwood tomorrow. Okay, so um, <laughs> Matt Zimmer on tonight. Um, I looked at it. By the way, I'll ask you about my other game, but I'm gonna stay focused on this one. Um, South Dakota State offensively. Do you believe they can move the ball, put up points against Iowa? That's one thing I, I kind of think they might, um, but I'm not so sure that maybe the South Dakota State defense is going to be able to really hold down Iowa as much as people think. I'm kind of with you. I think a lot of people are assuming this is going to be a low-scoring game because you've got this great Iowa defense and an Iowa offense that, like I said, wasn't very explosive last year. But it is the first game of the year. Funny things happen. And like I said, I think that Iowa offense expects to be better. And SDSU's got a lot of questions on defense. You know, it was a good defense last year for the SDS, but it wasn't great. And now they're going up against a Big Ten team. And conversely, yeah, Iowa's defense is good, and, and they're loaded, and they got all these linebackers coming back and everything. But South Dakota State's offense, man, I mean, every one of those skill players is a potential NFL guy. And then you got two All-Americans on the offensive line, too. So this idea that it's going to be this 17-13 to 13 slugfest, I mean, I, I can see a path to that happening because it is kind of strength against strength, but it's also a little bit, you know, what do you want to say, weakness against weakness, too. So I, I, I'm not expecting it to be as low-scoring a game as some people think. I do think is going to be able to score, and I do think Iowa's offense is going to be able to score. Okay, Matt Zimmer on ArgusLeader.com. He's covering it. Jackrabbits and Hawkeyes tomorrow. The spread started at 15-and-a-half. I've seen it get up to 20-and-a-half in favor of Iowa. One last one, Mark Gronowski. Um, how good do we expect him right away? Great question, and I can't give you an answer. You know, I mean, he's... He's healthy. He's 100%. It's been, you know, a long time since he's played football. But, you know, that was a different season. It was that spring season. He was a, a true freshman, uh, was kind of just being asked to, to go out and make plays because he didn't even really have a full grasp of the offense yet. Now he does. You know, he's a year older and, and, and all the, has the more experience and physically better, all those things. Um, but this is Iowa, you know. And not only that, someone pointed out to me earlier in the week, that spring season, we still had social dis socially distanced crowds. He's never played yeah. in front of a full stadium, yeah, let alone a full stadium of, of yeah. 70,000 people. So, you know, I'm certainly not saying that I, I don't expect Mark to have a big year and, and be a very good player for the Jacks this year at, and tomorrow. Um, but whether he's going to come back as if nothing happened and pick right up where he left off, that'll be a tough task. Iowa and South Dakota State. Matt Zimmer will have the coverage. Argus Leader, he's out there at Iowa Live. One question, FCS team facing Nebraska. It's North Dakota, and I, I said I'm going to Deadwood. I think Nebraska blows out North Dakota. Am I crazy? No, I mean, no. I mean, that's what Nebraska should do. And, uh, you know, for as much as we make fun of how Nebraska has struggled under Scott Frost, they're, they're in most of these games. They're a few plays away from having been – you know, an upper echelon Big Ten team the last couple of years, and, and they're coming off this frustrating loss. Obviously, they're going to, you know, be motivated and everything. And North Dakota wasn't a great team last year. I, I don't know a ton about what they got coming back, but that's a game Nebraska. If Nebraska doesn't win that game by three or four touchdowns, that's all the more reason, I think, to be alarmed about what kind of season the Huskers are going to have this year. Okay, I'm in on that. I think Nebraska rolls them tomorrow. Um, South Dakota State, Iowa, that's going to be a fun environment. Have you been to Iowa? Have you been to this? Uh, they got a great tradition, waving to the kids up in the hospital. What, what, have you been there? 
I'm not. This will be my first trip to Kinnick. Okay. Uh, I hear it's great. Um, enjoy it. Jackrabbit beat writer on tonight, ArgusLeader.com for his coverage. Matt Zimmer on. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. You bet, Nate. Have a good one. All right. Matt Zimmer on tonight, Argus Leader, Sioux Falls. Argus Matt Z on Twitter. Follow him there, ArgusLeader.com. Jackrabbits, Hawkeyes. Okay, so I told you I'm very confident in what? Nebraska to blow out North Dakota tomorrow. It's a, I think it's up to 23 points. Think about this. Nebraska is a 23-point favorite against North Dakota. Iowa is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite against South Dakota State. I think South Dakota State could beat the University of North Dakota by three touchdowns. I, I'm serious. I think South Dakota State could beat UND by three touchdowns. Are you trying to say Nebraska's not going to? This Nebraska tomorrow is all-day blowout city. I do not know what's going to happen with South Dakota State and Iowa. I, I, I don't know. Jackrabbits aren't going to win it. They aren't going to win it. Can they keep it within 20? That's what you call stay away and just enjoy South Dakota State and Iowa, meaning stay away. Don't, don't put any <laughs> – don't uh, spend your money with me tomorrow. Okay? Hey, that's fun. Fun Friday show. We're in the books. The Nate Brown Show setting you up for college football tomorrow. A lot of great games. And first, high school football, Friday Night Lights. Tonight, our game of the week is next. We'll send it out to Patriot Stadium. Jerome Wickersham, Dean Gurr, getting you ready. Stevens, Douglas coming up. Matt Kearney will get this baby started in the Nate Brown Show in the books. Catch the podcast. It'll be out there tonight. We'll be back next week. See ya. This is the Nate Brown Show.